Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, and opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that you will touch us so that our hearts will receive the word and that will fall upon the good soul of our hearts and that it will grow and become like a mighty oak by the living water. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In our son Jesus' name, in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are on a new series this week. Um, it's a shorter series because we got uh, got a little something coming up in in two more weeks from now, and that we definitely want to recognize all the mamas. We know Daddy Day is bigger, but uh, um, oh, that's why. Um, all right, I, I just started something already. We know that Daddy Day is the bit the best day, but we celebrate mamas. All right. Anyway, so we got Mother's Day coming up. So we all this is only going to be a two episode series this time, but it is a very good series to have after our celebration of the resurrection last week. As we have saw in the video, uh, the children's video that Jesus met with everyone before he went up and he gave them some special instructions. And so that's what we're going to be discussing for the next two weeks. We're going to be talking about those special instructions. So my opening line today is this. In, Christians are meant to work together and make disciples of all nations, not just converts to the faith. Christians are meant to work together and make disciples of all nations, not just converts to the faith. It is our kingdom mission that gives direction and purpose in helping the local church make disciples in the local area. And as I said, this is the first episode of this series, and our subtopic under this is called The Mission. The series is called Disciples, and this subtitle is The Mission. Before we go on, let's talk about definitions. The first definition is mission. Mission is that with which a messenger or agent is charged, an errand, business or duty, which one is sent, a commission. Second definition, convert. To change or turn from one state or condition to another. To alter in form, substance, or quality. To transform or to transmute. Our third definition. Disciple. Disciple is one who receives instruction from another. A scholar. A learner. Especially a follower who has learned to believe in the truth of the doctrine of his teacher, an adherent in doctrine. We're going to be in Matthew, the 28th chapter, starting at the 16th verse, and we're going to go down to the end of that chapter. Matthew, the 28th chapter, starting at the 16th verse. This is the English Standard Version, and it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. 
And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our heart in Jesus' name. And in this 28th chapter of Matthew, this little section has been called the Great Commission. It is when Jesus has decided to say one final thing to the disciples before he leaves. And he says, I want you to go, therefore, because of all that you have seen me do, all that you have been around me, all that you have experienced, I now want you to go and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And Jesus says, I'm going to be with you always, even to the end of this age. And so what he has done, he has taken these 11 individuals. He has trained them for three years. He has empowered them for three years. He has revealed for them for three years. He has taken all this time in their lives. And he's saying, now, you don't just hold on to this. Now I want you to go ahead and do to others what I have done to you. I have trained you. I have taught you. I have showed you how to go forth and to live this kingdom life. And so what we run into the problem today is we get so focused on having a person convert from what they were doing before to this new way of living, we forget the next level or the next phase of life, which is to disciple them and help them to become more of what Jesus was to the disciples. The teacher, the friend, the rabbi, the one who knows and empowers others to know. So last week we were celebrating the fact that Jesus told the truth and he got up out the grave after three days. And he's saying, I've showed you everything I've told you has been the truth. Everything I have revealed to you has been true. Now what I want you to do is take that truth and I want you to push it, press it, example it into the world. But we kind of got a little lazy and we then kind of got a little uh, 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 tired and, and, and decided that the best thing to do is just make sure that they say they love Jesus and we'll continue on to the next person. But then what happens is when they say they love Jesus, if they are not properly equipped, when something comes up against them, our default is to go with what we know, not to what we believe. Y'all want me to say that again? Our default is to go with what we know 
and not to what we believe. So what I'm saying is when, when times, when you get pressed, when times get hard, what we have a tendency to do is to do it the way that we've done it before. Now we may believe that this is what we're going to do, but we will only do what we know to do. So whatever you have experienced, if you have gone through a situation before similar, your default is to go and deal with it the same way. We talked about that for about, what, six or eight weeks? When we talked about Isaac, when there was a family in the land just like it was with Abraham, Isaac's first reaction was to do like his dad did and go to Egypt. But God said, I want you to stay in the land. And so we have a tendency to go back to that which we no was pacifying or kept us previously. And that's why it becomes so important. See, discipleship is not a class. Discipleship is not uh, two or three levels of instruction. Discipleship is us interacting with one another that we can see how another person handles Situations so that we can reflect upon that. Jesus lived with the disciples. It, it wasn't like he lived far away and then they only met once or twice a week. They were with Jesus every day. They saw Jesus when he was having a good day. They saw Jesus when he was having a bad day. They saw Jesus when he was having a left day. They saw Jesus when he was having a right day. And they saw the consistency by which he lived his life. So they not just were converts to this new way, they also became scholars, as, as you heard the definition say, they became learned men in how this new way works. Jesus would walk into a situation and they would say, why are you hanging out with them people? And Jesus says, we ought to love our neighbor like we love ourselves. He even had to tell them, listen, if you think you well, then you don't need no doctor. I'm going to just go to the sick people. He had a way of revealing love that had not been done before. The Pharisees' way of revealing love was to stand on the street corner and pray, I'm so glad I'm not like the tax collector. I'm so glad I'm not like this person. I'm so glad I'm not like the other person. And they would brag or, or I'm sorry, they would pray about how good God's been to them and they got folks all around them that are having issues. And so what God is telling us is we don't stop at the convert. We don't stop at the person that, that says, I need to change my life. We begin to show them how their life change can cause them to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. So we're not, we're not trying to say that there's anything wrong with the evangelist. The evangelist is part of the five-fold ministry. What God says we need in order to build a church. We need that person that preaches and encourages folks to change their way. But once they've done their part, where is the other parts of the situation? Because our goal is, and this is the other thing. He said go therefore. He didn't say that. You had to be all parts of the discipleship. He just said, go and do your part. So what is your part? That's what you have to find out so that you know what part that you need to do. Paul said it like this. He says, some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. So if we understand that, what is my part in helping others to become 
disciples. Not saying anything is wrong with being a convert. But being a convert is like being the basic level. Being a starter, being kindergarten, being in first grade. We, we need to get you advanced a little bit. And we can get you advanced if we have the curriculum set up. We have the process set up in order to get you there. And so we as a church, we were so wrapped around getting you converted to Christianity that we started losing teaching folks how to be discipled or disciplined in the faith. Because we, we know that the Bible says it like this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if that's true, then we should be helping others to please God by helping them to improve and increase and to operate in faith. So that we're not walking by what we know, we are actually walking into what we believe. Yes. And so we have to pick up and we have to operate and we have to move in the power of what that is in our lives. And so as we look at how people have today become converts, how people today have become uh, disciples. It is based upon they have heard the word and then what they do is they attach themselves to whom they've heard the word from. And so they begin to emulate, they begin to uh, reflect, they begin to act like the person that helped them to convert. But if the person is not available, if the person is not there, then they get to go off of what they think they know. And this is how we get caught up with so many people about what they believe is because no one has taught them what to believe. They said, okay, you changed your direction. Now just go ahead and figure it out. Have you ever tried to teach a kindergartner calculus? Have you ever tried to teach a newborn baby how to make a five-course meal? There's some things that we just know don't make sense. But when it comes to the spiritual growth of someone, we seem to forget the common way of figuring things out and do not assist them along their way. There was an old thing that we used to do back in the military, that, uh, a mindset that they would say is, just throw them out there and let them sink or swim. And we have done that with a lot of Christians or a lot of converts, and no one is sitting there helping them to maneuver through the ocean of life that they're having to go through. So they go through and they get distracted, they get disgusted, they get uh, beat up, they get beat down. And because they feel like they're having to do it all alone, they give up. And they say, it's better for me to go back to where I was, to where I thought that I needed to be. Because we don't like pain. 
And so when we help another person, when we example for another person, we have to realize that it is this process just like anything else, anything else that is worth knowing, anything else, that, anything that is worth knowing, anything that's worth uh, living, it has a process to it. So we have to go through the process. We have to be established in a process. And, and this, is, this is the thing where we've come up with classes to teach you how to be a disciple. We've we come up with instructions to teach you how to be a disciple. But we don't talk about the practical application of that instruction. We don't talk about the practical application of operating in the environment of discipleship. And so what we do is you come in, you spend 45 minutes talking about this about a disciple, this about a disciple, but we never take the time to go out and say, this is how it looks like in the real world. This is how it, it functions in the real world. We provide this utopian, this is all how perfect it's going to be when you go out there, and then when it doesn't happen that way, there's not an environment by which the person can grow and become better. I don't know about you, but... Uh, the first time that you learned how to drive a car, uh, I don't think you did as well as you do today. Some of y'all probably do worse, but, but most of us have gotten better by how we drive. This brings up the story. I was wanting my son to learn. He was getting ready to go get his permit. And... Uh, so we were in a parking lot, and so I was shown, okay, so this is the brake, this is how you stop, this is the gas, this is how you go. And I was kind of walking through it, walking through it, walking through it. So I said, okay, now, when you press the brake, you stop, when you press the gas, you go, right? Yes, yes, sir. I said, okay. I said, now I'm going to let you sit over here in the driver's seat, and then I want you to touch, just touch the gas, and then I want you to touch the brake. First time he did it, no issue whatsoever. Second time he did it, no issue whatsoever. So I said, okay, let's go a little bit further. And I think he got excited. And so he didn't move it, you know, because you got to move your foot over in order to do the stop and the go. And I think what he did is he just barely moved his foot over because I said, okay, go. I said, okay, stop. And we kind of stopped, but then we jerked forward. And where we were, we were in this parking lot, and they had logs around the parking lot in order, you know, for, for, for aligning. So when he hit, what he said was the brake, but... Reality said it was the gas because we went forward. We actually jumped the car up on top of this log. And so the car was kind of stuck on this log. And the only reason that we didn't go any further was because we hit a car. Uh, an abandoned car was right there and it stopped us. And he looked at me. I looked at I'm laughing. 
Because I know he thought he was a troll, but I was laughing. I said, I think you hit the wrong thing, baby. Uh, and he was like, yes, sir. So we got out. We had some folks come by. They helped us get the car off and everything. But I didn't say, okay, now you can't never drive the car again. I just said, I hope you learn from this and so that you can do better. And that's what he did. But a lot of times what we do when somebody slips, let's say they were involved with uh, 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 drinking, let's just say drinking, and they slip and they have one of their binges or whatever, and then we, we make them feel as if they can't be a Christian because they slipped and fell. And so then they have no opportunity for growth, they give up, they don't have any confidence in themselves. But what we should do as the church body, this is part of the discipleship that I was going toward is, oh, you slipped and fell? All of us have done that. Come on, let's continue on. Let's continue on. Let's learn from this. Let's go forward in this so that we can learn to depend more on God helping us whenever this situation occurs again. Because if we just allow people to be converts and not provide them with guidance or direction, how can we say that we're growing the kingdom of heaven? How can we say that we are reflecting God's kingdom to the earth when we're treating people that are converts just like their world treats them? So we have to get the mindset. We have to have an attitude that when we are involved with people that are turning to God, that we have to immerse ourselves as much as they will allow us into their lives to let them know that we're there to assist them along this journey. I think the reason that Jesus had to give this commission is because them jokers said, I got Jesus and that's enough. But Jesus had to say, no. Now I need you to take what you got and I need you to go out and touch other people's lives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we, that, is our, that is our propensity. That's what we like to do. Once we get a hold of something, we start getting like the, like the little thing on the, um, I, uh, I can't even think his name right now. The little thing that, 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 that had the, the, the ring. What's his name? Uh, Who? Golden, yes. Precious, precious. We just are trying to save it all for ourselves. And we don't want nobody else to have it. We don't, we, and, but no, that's not how, this is something that is supposed to change the entire world. We have to have that mindset that it's so precious to me that I want to share it with someone else. I want them to experience what I have experienced. Now, Although we don't want them to experience the negative, we don't learn unless we go through some negative. If it's all positive, we don't learn. If everything happens the way that we described it, everything that, the way that we wanted it to, to happen, then we don't learn. But when we have those situations where it don't go the way that we wanted it to, then we have to make adjustments, then we learn. My mom, who is a, I, I'd say she is a, 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 she probably just say she just sews, but I say she a seamstress myself. And I remember my mom used to make us clothes. And folks would be like, where y'all get that from? Y'all get that from pennies? Because back in our day, pennies was the place to go. And we'd be like, no, my mom made that. Woo, your mom. Now, to watch my mom down there 
with some newspaper making up patterns and all that other stuff. You, uh, you and I'm quite sure she probably was messing up some stuff, but she would go back and make the corrections. And so then when we was wearing it, it was just like, oh man, you know, we we would happen to mom made this. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and wear this. But I think if she was to take, in fact, she just recently said she was making a blanket. And the blanket wasn't coming out the way she wanted, so she took it all the way back down and started it all the way over again. Then didn't like that way. She took it all, not all the way, but most of it back down that time and did it until she got it to where she liked it. And so, so sometimes us going through this process, we have caused people to believe that when you become a Christian, everything's going to be all right. But see, their perception of all right ain't the same thing as our all right. Our perception of all right is that whenever we run into an issue or whenever we run into a problem, that because we have confidence in Jesus, because we know that he has the way maker, that there's going to, we're going to make it through. Their confidence, their perception of all right is, I ain't going to go through nothing else. And when they hit something else, they say, you lied to me. You said everything going to be all right. No, this is what all right means. That's why we have to start every message with a definition. Because we want to make sure that we're on the same track. Because when you are locked into being just a convert, just have changed your direction, just have changed your mind, there must be some training, some teaching, some discipleship going on so that you can become all that God has called for you to be. Amen. Let's go ahead and finish this up for today. So when Jesus said... This great commission. Number one, it wasn't just supposed to be one person. It wasn't just supposed to be Peter to, to go there for. It, it wasn't only left for those original disciples. It was for missionaries like Paul, like Timothy. It was for missionaries like Amy Carmichael or Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. If you don't know who Jim and Elizabeth Elliot are, they're some missionaries who went to this, um, there was this tribe in, uh, in the Amazon. No one had, they, they flew over and ran into this tribe. So they said, we're going to go and, 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 and minister to them. Everybody said, you better leave that tribe alone. Them folks are bad. So, what they did is they, t they would drop gifts down initially. They were dropping gifts down. And the folks were wearing the gifts and everything. So then uh, Jim decided to go ahead and go meet with them. Jim went to go meet with them and they killed him. So then what Elizabeth did, her and her daughter, I think it was like two years later, decided to continue on with the mission. They went over. They accepted, them, accepted uh, Elizabeth and her daughter and uh, got, they, got, they got converted, and they were so, they said they felt so bad about what they did to her husband, but she didn't even worry about that. She helped them to understand what Jesus had done for them, and, they be, and this, that became their story, Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. So this, the Great Commission is, is this call for all of us to work together, to preach, to teach, and to... Give the gospel so that we can help others to manifest the kingdom of heaven 
on earth. Wait a minute, that's part of the Lord's prayer. All right? So that, that's what's supposed to be happening. We should be manifesting what is in heaven on earth. And so what happens is when we come together to do this, if I'm walking along and I slip and fall, okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell this story. So my brother who was coming to visit me decided to go get him something to eat. And as he was going to get something to eat, he realized that he was at a very large airport and happened to be at the wrong end of the airport. That, you know, of course, that's no problem until you realize that your plane is leaving pretty soon, which is what his condition was. Now, my brother had his food, and he had to jump on the tram, get all the way around. Now, he, I'm going to tell you what he told me. He said, I'm a little heavy, and I had to run like I was O.J. through the airport. For those older folks, y'all remember them O.J. commercials, those Hertz commercials. So he said he was running, and his water bottle fell out, his, fell out of his uh, sweat top and went the wrong direction, but he wasn't going to leave without his water. So he had to run back and grab his water. So he put his water back in his thing. He's going along, and he said uh, he was the final person on the plane. So now while he was staying with us, his thing was, I got to get my OJ knee, I got my OJ knees acting up, I need to go sit down. Now, we can't make fun of him because he is injured. We just say, okay, we'll go lay down. We come alongside. Now, he came to visit and he was deciding, you know, to spend time with the family. But if you're injured, okay, go, go rest your body. No, man, you came to visit. Come on, we need to go. How that makes sense to anybody? But that's how we do with Christians. We don't look at their present condition and say, I can love you where you are, and I can help you along the way. We have to have that mentality. If it was me, what would I want to have happening to me? Oh, man. I'm sorry. But we have to get our mindset changed. We got to help one another along the way. That is why in the military, we had what we call battle buddies. You had a person that was your buddy the entire time you was in basic training so that y'all could help one another through everything. So we need to buddy up with one another. We need to combine our powers together. We need to combine our talents, combine our treasures, combine our time and make ourselves able to move forward and to help others to go forward by being there for one another. I say that Sunday service is not a situation where you just come so that you can just feel good. It is to come and say, hey, I was in a battle. And you can talk to your person that, that's your buddy and you can energize one another. You can encourage one another to get ready to go back out into the fight. And that you can be there for one another. And so that we can come together and we can say, okay, this is where our efforts need to go. So that we can do this in the way, in a direction that God wants for it to go. Go therefore. Making disciples, everywhere you go, everywhere you be, you should be being an example so folks can see your Father in you and so that you can lift up the name of Jesus in how you conduct yourself so that people can know 
that this is not a hard teacher's treacherous journey, that it is a process by which God is making us to grow over and above what we thought we were able to go. And so I want to encourage us. I want us to talk to people about Jesus. I want us to help people to realize that they need a change in their lives. We want people to convert. But the next phase is to get them locked in so that they can get training, so they can get education, so that they can get encouragement, so they can get example, so that they can go forward and become the learned ones. That's what a disciple is, a learned one. Not just someone that knows, but they have learned and they have come to trust the truth of what it is they learn. I almost had a, uh, when I first was getting ready to this, I had a whole bunch of Chinese kung fu movie examples to get you, but uh, that just gave me reason to watch some more kung fu movies. But anyway, so what I want to say is if you, even, you know how, if you've ever watched the kung fu movies, you see how they'll come in and they'll, they'll stay outside the, the, uh, the temple until the, the monk comes out there and they say, I want to be a convert. And they say, well, you need to do this. And then they become this convert. But then over time, they then become the student. And then over time, then they become the master. And the master is what's considered the disciple. Once they have mastered what it is, then they are considered the disciple so that they can go forth and touch other people's lives with that which they have learned. With that being said, we want to be part of the process of the Great Commission where we can go into all the world, no matter where we are, we can go and we can make disciples. Because it doesn't mean just go and stop. It means as you are moving to make disciples. All right? So next week, we're going to talk about the scope. What does this cover? What does, what does this mean? How, how do we maneuver this? It's, it's all good to stand up and talk about, okay, we need to make disciples, but how we going to make the disciples? How do we do this? So next week, episode number two, we're going to talk about the scope of the Great Commission. All right? If you do not have a relationship with Jesus, if you have not accepted Jesus into your life, that is the first step. That is the first thing that you need to do in order to become a disciple. You have to accept what he's done for you many, many years ago. The Bible says it like this. It says, if you confess your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says, with the mouth, confession is made unto righteousness, and with the heart, we believe unto salvation. So our whole desire is for you to accept Jesus into your heart, confess him with your mouth, and begin this journey of becoming a kingdom citizen of heaven. And we're here to assist you along that path. And I want to let you know that no matter where you are, if you're here in the Simpsonville, South Carolina area, wherever you are, we are willing to help you along that path. I say it all the time. Because this is not an individual event. This is a team sport. We're all in this together. We are wanting to help build you into what God has called for you to be and to do. So, in order for us to assist you, if you want our assistance, please let us know. 
by emailing us at info at godshousecc.com and we will do whatever we can to assist you along this journey. Our goal is to help you to become all that God desires for you to be. Let us know and we will come alongside you and assist you. That's info at godshousecc.com and we'll come alongside and assist you. Well, friends and family, that's episode number one. It's in the books. Our series is called Disciples. Our subtopic today was, or is, the mission. We want you to grab hold of not just being a person that helps people to convert, but also a person that helps people to become a disciple. That's it for this week. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Thank <laughs> you.